Welcome back to the show that is hosting the Styles Back to School Barbecue. It's Pro Grapplers. Interesting first. I am still not finished with you. I am amazing Jason Sigler. And my opponent, he is basically getting a bye in this week's Tournament Du Jour. He is Steve the Shin Kicker Shinny. It is hard to say Tournament Du Jour. <laughs> <laughs> I- I'm going to be honest. I don't know what the jour means. I hear it all the time, but I always get it confused with Dejan. <laughs> well, um, I, I don't know officially what either one means. I know I, I, I associate one with mustard um, and the other with... Actually, I should say mustard, and then when I was younger, I thought I got it mixed up with Cajun. <laughs> so Cajun and Dijon, I thought were the same thing. The Raisin really, Dejour. Yeah, it really confused me when I tried uh, Dijon mustard. I'm like, oh, that doesn't taste like... Oh, that's disgusting. That's <laughs> not even close to what I thought it was going to be. Um, Dijour, I thought it was like of the day or of the week or something. So, basically, the t- the tournament they're running this week on SmackDown. Mm. Uh, the bar, you know, wrestled and they, they uh. got a buy because they wrestled somebody easy. But we'll get to that because SmackDown is our focus this week. We are going to run down that show exhaustively. After we touch on the other WWE goings-on, uh, of which there were quite a bit, uh, Raw had some uh, some developments, definitely. Uh, Corbin got to be uh, upper management, or wannabe upper management for a night, and uh, I, I did love his moment where he uh, stopped the match after the disqualification for using a chair and says, oh, it's an ODQ match, and then wins, of course. But the mm-hmm. fact that he st- stopped the music, I have so many jobs. I just forget everything. I'm so sorry. It's just the, 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 the exasperation on, Oh man, I just have so much to do all of a sudden. I just can't keep track of all of it. I thought, I thought was, was good. Um, Kevin Owens, I think was the star of the night. Yeah. Uh, which is Let's talk about because, Kevin Owens because he's gone now. Um, so he comes out, cuts an awesome promo about, you know, ever since I came to raw, basically my life has sucked. Nothing has gone right for me. It's been terrible, and I thought things were bad on SmackDown. So, uh, I'm I'm challenging for the title tonight, and I'm or I'm not, I'm not leaving tonight until I have a title. And uh, so, this is the Seth Rollins open challenge since nobody's willing to fight him apparently, or nobody signed up to fight him. I don't know if that's Baron Corbin's fault too. He just has too many jobs. He, he lost um, the sheet. I mean, that sheet is really hard to keep track of. It's also very important. I would, I would people keep burning it down. Uh, well, I think we know who did that. Um, so Owens is fighting Rollins, and they have easily the match of the night. Oh my god! Uh, awesome. We finally get to see Kevin Owens be Kevin Owens. I I would say this is not the Kevin Owens we have seen in a year plus. Honestly, I was thinking about that. I don't think we've seen him. Yeah, at least a year. I think the last really like hard hitting. Kevin Owens match was uh, against Roman Reigns when he built that. This is going to be super vague, but when he built the thing out of chairs. Yes. Yes. The thing that did not go well for him. Yeah. Um, it never does. If you're, if you're the only, per, if you're the person building the thing, you're building the thing of your own demise. Like you should, ju- you should just stop. Like you're stacking chairs, tables, whatever it is. Just look and like, I'm going to stop this. I'm going to let somebody else finish this and then I'll put them through it. Um, <laughs> So yeah, he's been with he was with Sami Zayn for a while, and they kind of had tag stuff and just, and just just fun, uh, entertaining things, but not really matches and definitely no one on one matches. So there's a lot of lacking. great character work. Yeah, yeah, 
but no no barn burner one-on-one awesome matches so he gets to go with Rollins here of course Rollins is the workhorse of Raw and they they just put on an amazing match together uh, unfortunately Owen still comes up short in a clean loss and so we come back from the break and he's still sitting in the ring and then uh, just says two words into the mic I quit and walks off and uh, WWE is definitely playing it up like he's quit obviously he's not He's taking time off or whatever, waiting for Sami Zayn to heal up. I don't know, but I know he's. St- I'm pretty sure he's still scheduled to wrestle that match in uh, Australia in like a month. So maybe they'll go with. Oh, he had his obligations still, so he he has to still wrestle this. But yes, he still quits. So <laughs> who knows? I uh, so a, a couple things. Yeah, they f- totally played it up. I went to the WWE roster, their website, and he's gone. So they've completely yeah. removed him, and. Sami Zayn's picture is different, I think. I haven't looked at Sami Zayn's picture in a while, but the last time I looked, which was a couple months ago when I was looking something up, it was a traditional, I'm happy Sami Zayn. Right. Now he looks very sad. <laughs> That'd be awesome. It's <laughs> amazing. Sami Zayn's picture was reactive to Kevin Owens' presence. I think it is. I like This might be me giving them way more credit because I didn't. there was some interim where he did... I've been there since he's turned heel and he was still happy, but it could be have since then just because he's a heel now. But he's always been a happy heel, so I think it's because he's he's sad. I think we're going to get a Sami Zayn promo next week where he's like, what the heck, guys? I leave for like two months and you lose Kevin. What happened to Kevin? I think it'd be funny if he went back next week and uh, Sammy's picture is just turned around. Like he's just turned his back on everyone. <laughs> it's like, no, no, this is definitely a thing now. Now we know. Yeah, they've cl- they're clearly messing with this picture. That would be um, great. So, what do you think? What do you think the play here is? What do you think they're going to do? I've heard a couple rumors, different directions. What do you think? Um, I, I it has to be to get him over in some way because they've they've screwed around with this character for long enough. This clearly that this made him like the focus of the night in my mind, and uh, I don't know. I, I, Sami Zayn's going to be out for a while from what I've heard, so I don't think they're going to hold him off until he's better. I don't think they would hold him that long. But uh, bring him back more refocused, more serious. Maybe he finally is able to defeat Braun Strowman. Maybe Braun gets the title at Hell in a Cell, and Kevin comes and takes it from him. as a newly refocused, newly fired up Kevin Owens. I'm not sure. Yeah, I could see that. I could see uh, there's been talk of him being matched with uh, Paul Heyman and kind of being the new Paul Heyman guy. I think they could rebrand him as the new Paul Heyman, like have him be the the hype man for someone and just absolutely run someone into the ground verbally and then have Drew McIntyre go kick him in the face until they die. I think uh, he could start his own stable. He could, what I'd really like to see is have him show up at a bunch of indie events and uh, like kind of as a, an outreach thing and kind of build up a lot of hype. Like, oh, I'm going back to the indies and just kind of really getting some indie cred, just kicking the crap out of some some indie darlings and then come back with, with that momentum. There's a lot of things they could do with it. I just hope it's good. Yeah, I had heard uh, All In is happening today in Chicago and I had heard, you know, there was a possibility that they were holding a spot for him and he was going to show up there and wrestle just some random match. And be like, hey, this is where I work now. I quit. So uh, this is where I am. And WWE, you know, would have, would have okayed it. And it's a big, like, cross-promotional thing. And I, I don't believe that's the case. I, that, that would, I could see him showing up in the crowd to, like, pop everybody. 
but maybe that would even be against WWE rules. I don't know. So uh, we're not focusing on Raw, so we're not going to focus on that this week. <laughs> I'm very interested to see what happens. A um, couple other quick highlights. Trish Stratus shows up to run down Elias because she is the hometown darling. And I'm just, I'm just going to have the hot take right here. I don't think Trish Stratus is that uh, great anymore. No, like you compare her to Mickey James and it's... Yeah, you shouldn't do that. Yeah, it's night and day. Like Mickey James still still's got it. Trish Stratus. Well, I, Trish, I think she... Trish Stratus has uh, 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 Courtney Cox face. Where she has no emotion because she's had so much work done, and also it kind of it sounded like she took like five Ambien before she came out, and everything was just really quiet. Elias, why don't you shut up? It's like, <laughs> let's, let's let's get some fire. Come on. I, well, she I, is Canadian. It's, well, it's hard that to too. fire up a Canadian. Yeah, except for Kevin Owens. Don't want to get too angry, eh? Um. So yeah, I, I, I wasn't in love with that segment. I know it's you know we got to get her back in front of people because she's wrestling Alexa Bliss at Evolution, which is basically what this was to set up that that rivalry. And I I don't love that we're just rolling towards Evolution, so the Bellas are just back. Like yeah, and and that people care about them. Well, like they haven't I, earned I, it. I don't I don't think they do. I think that's this is a uh, word word uh, they're back, and so we're well, excited I mean, about that. But, yeah. I what? yeah, I do think they're actually going to return to wrestling more or less after Evolution, and they'll probably be around. And there's even a Nikki Bella, uh, Ronda Rousey feud supposedly in the works that I am absolutely not here for. Yeah, I could not please don't. Less. I've already got Brie ruining the Daniel Bryan beef on SmackDown. <laughs> Let's not ruin anything else with more Bellas. Um, the final thing we have to talk about on Raw was Braun Strowman had a big night. Uh. He and Roman are, are jabbering at each other at the start of the show. And Dolph and Drew, for whatever reason, come out. And so Roman says, all right, well, you know, I'm going to fight this guy at Hell in a Cell because he just told me that. But in the meantime, let's team up and beat these two yahoos. And so, okay, that's that's what we'll do. That's the main event. Get to the main event. And Strowman screws Roman. And sides, it seems like, with Ziggler and uh, McIntyre. My take is that, that that's not a, a permanent thing. Like, he will just as easily turn on them. This is just a a, a uh, team-up of convenience right now. I do like him holding, like, uh, like insisting on holding up their arms. Like, see, we all won our match. Come on, raise your arms with me. When, you know, I was waiting for him to clothesline both of them right there. But the, yeah. the fact that he didn't, I think, is kind of like getting with their in their heads. But they also know how much a monster Strowman is. So they're like, I mean, go with this dude. I don't care. Yeah. Let him raise our hands. He's not killing us. So this, this works for me. If you want to raise my hands, Mr. Strowman, you can raise my hand. <laughs> yes. You can raise my hand anytime. Um, so yeah, we'll see where that goes. Basically right now it's Strowman, Drew and uh, Dolph versus the shield. And they clearly got one up on the shield. So that's, uh, that's a good visual to go away on. So I, it makes it more interesting. I don't love that it's it's basically turned him heel for a week because I don't think it's going to last. And, you know, it's, it uh, is what I'm it more is. okay with it just because I don't consider it a heel turn yet. I consider, I don't think of Braun in terms of heel and face. I think of him as a force of nature and he will do what he will do. And if that is be facey, that's fine. If that's be healy for a while, that's fine. He's just going to smash who he wants to smash. Yeah, and I, I believe that's how Vince and maybe the other people in the back see it as well. And I, 
whatever. I, I keep it Strowman on the show. That's much better than having him off. And so I'll take it. Um, real quick, uh, you should hit up NXT if you want to see the rebuilding. It's always interesting to see the first one after TakeOver when they get back to full sale and see how they're you know, building things back up towards the next takeover, but also just, you know, getting people positioned and lined up for, you know, pushes or whatever it is. And, uh, William Regal took his investigation of who attacked Alistair Black to the next level and (laughs) interviewed several people in his office. Uh, if you didn't get a chance to watch him interviewing Nikki Cross, uh, for what she might be, might, uh, have involved, be involved in, the, the takeover after, or sorry, the uh, NXT after takeover, which they tape at takeover, they did a stupid little update on the, the investigation where they showed like, they were like, you can tell by this, this very fuzzy uh, image, there's a person on the roof at the same time. We have confirmed that that is Nikki Cross. We do not know what she was doing up there. <laughs> so Nikki Cross just hanging out on the roof while everybody else is having a good time palling around I, on the I, ground. I think she belongs on the roof. Um, if it's, if if they're not gonna like play up the mystery, why have it be a grainy image? Why not just be like, hey, this picture of Nikki Cross we have with our high definition cameras be- we have because it's 2018. Yeah, it's uh, it's silly. I I like that they're bothering with it. Like instead of just saying, I mean, he got injured and he's gonna be gone for a few months. So now we got this thing. I I like that they're doing something with it. Uh, yeah, uh, Nikki Cross interviewed by William Regal is a thing you need to look up on NXT. It's it or on a, a YouTube wherever you can watch it. It's it was good fun. Um, on it. Champa is now doing uh, his interviews apparently by himself with a camera he sets up backstage. Like he just sets one up in a cor- dark corner somewhere and talks into it, um, which I think is perfect for his character that he's running with right now. Um, the matches really weren't anything too amazing except for the last one, which was Undisputed Era. Which, since he lost his title, Adam Cole decides to tag in for O'Reilly. So it's he and Strong versus uh, Pete Dunne and Ricochet. And that that's a match you should never say no to. And with good reason. They uh, they tear it down. Dunne and Ricochet have a mis- miscommunication, which obviously leads to uh, some kind of match coming down for them. Will it be UK title versus North American title? Or will it just be awesome to see these two guys wrestle? I mean... Either one can be true, and it's still awesome. Yeah, that sounds amazing. I, I, I'm, I'm hype. You, you did it, Jason. You got me hype. Yeah. Don't need Mojo Raleigh for anything around here. All right. Uh, just like the WWE. Oh, sad. Yeah, I'll, I'll go watch main event if I want to watch Mojo Raleigh. And I do not um, want to see main event or Mojo Raleigh, so I'm good. I want to see Mo- Mojo Raleigh. I don't want to see him in main event. I want to see him do stuff again i like mojo raleigh anyway yes this, it doesn't this matter how much i like him he's not gonna do anything no not not right now no not not in an important time well actually hell in a cell it's not really that important which we'll find by talking about smackdown live because there's a lot of talk of hell in a cell and uh or as jeff hardy would call it hail in a sale but we'll get to that because we opened the show with the coronation of the new day to the five time club by Mr. Five-Time himself, King Booker. Spin around. This was fun. Yes, that's what they call it. The old spin around. He lays down on his back and he spins around. That's what they call it. Uh, yeah, this was, this was just fun top to bottom. This is, I, I, I hope Raw takes lessons from this in... See, you can open a show, especially a show that's going to be ridiculously long as it is, and have fun. 
Like start with a match or start with something like this. That's just, there, there was no point to this. There was, it was it, the only point to it was to have King Booker come out in front of a crowd again, which everybody enjoys. Cause he's not around all the time. I think people would probably get tired of it quickly if he was. And also to watch all the guys react to King Booker and, and do their spin-a-roonies. Especially watching Big E try to do a spin-a-rooney. <laughs> Actually, I should say watching his friends try and help him do a spin-a-rooney. <laughs> <laughs> I like the announcers even call out that he looks like a turtle on his back. It's just like, oh, this is just sad. The big E, and they, they all get their titles. And Xavier, the the wise, Kofi, the Sir Kofi, the brave, and Big E. <laughs> he doesn't get a title past that. I was. Uh, he should have been Big E the big. Yeah, like, that would have been great. I feel like he would have uh, uh, still taken umbrage with that. And the fact that he says, you don't go full Saxton on me. <laughs> it was, again, there's no point to this. They, they didn't have a match. I mean, they did commentate during the tag match that came up, but there was no point other than let's just have fun with this. And they did. And I did. And I, I loved it. So not, not all the time do I want to see things like this open the show, but every once in a while it's, it's a breath of fresh air. So thank you SmackDown for opening the show. And not making me think, well, this next two hours is going to suck. Because then, the next match, I wouldn't say it sucked, but it was, uh, it was, this is the one I was talking about where they got a buy. So the bar yes. is fighting for the tag titles, so we're having another tournament to determine who's going to be the number one contenders, and the bar... Which makes sense. Can I just say I like this setup? It lets everyone kind of get something. I wish they would kind of re- refresh who wins these tournaments, something. Right. But the, the concept of, okay... We had a match. Now we need a number one contender. Everyone gets a shot, and we're going to do this like a sports organization would. I think yes. that's great. I, like I, I also agree with that. I think they've done – it seems like a Paige has, you know, gone to that well a bit much since she became GM, again, in kayfabe. But, yes, it, it does make sense. I would like to see the the people, the winners matched up differently and, and – uh, used differently but uh so so this match happens and it's the bar versus the good brothers versus the colognes which you know means they're pulling out all the tag teams to say okay everybody gets a shot because the colognes are here and uh i thought they were going to ginger ginger mahal the colognes on us i really did what like push them down our throats for absolutely no reason just like all of a sudden they win something and now they're the the big time like they win one match and all of a sudden oh well i guess it's the colognes Oh, so, uh, yeah, it's, it's pretty obvious outside of a, a random good brothers push that, uh, the bar is going to win this and they do in pretty, pretty, uh, decisive fashion. So I, I, as the match is going on, I'm like, why, why has SmackDown all of a sudden forgotten the good tag teams? And then, uh, we find out right after this match that the bar are moving on and Rusev day have gotten their shot and it'll be Rusev day versus, the Usos versus Sanity next week. Yeah, that is a stacked card. Yes, that is uh that is a, a a tough mountain to climb. But I love the uh the the backstage banter of, you know, Rusev telling Lana thank you for getting the match. She's like, "I didn't get the match." And then they 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 part and Aiden English is just standing behind them the entire time. <laughs> and Rusev's reaction, "Come on!" <laughs> I'm just like, thank you so much. And I, I, I imagine this is being built for uh, English to turn on Rusev and maybe mm-hmm. get a quick little feud out of their, their pairing. But uh, 
I, I, I like also an actual would, tag run. They haven't right. Really had I a... absolutely would love that. Like, let's have Rusev Day versus the Bar, where the Bar's you know gonna win, and maybe that's where English turns on him. I don't know. I, I, no, I, I let, finally let, keep let them, them be the champions before they they break up. Like, like I, finally be the culmination of everything, and then they fall apart. I would much rather see that because I, I I think Aiden English gets needs more credit than he deserves. Rusev mm-hmm. definitely needs more credit than he. He gets. hasn't had a belt in two years. I don't think. Uh, that's yeah. That probably sounds right because I don't remember him having the U.S. or the Intercontinental, and he definitely wouldn't have the the upper ones. And I there's no reason he would have been a tag champ. So yeah, that's that checks out. I'd imagine. Yeah. So uh, give them, a, give them a, a a short reign and then the feud that we know they're going to do. Yeah. So it seemed like they were writing off Randy Orton after his, uh, his kind of backstage troubles and accusations. They were writing him off after last week and, uh, Jeff Hardy's attack, but no, no Jeff Hardy comes out with, uh, RKO painted on his face. (laughs) And I, I, I guess he just wants to, he's foretelling things on his face now using, using foreshadowing. (laughs) He's a face Oracle. Yeah, that, you that would make sense. shake him up, and whatever's on his face is what's going to happen. Don't shake the Jeff Hardy, please. He doesn't. He doesn't have damage to himself. Please don't go around shaking the Jeff Hardy. Uh, so he calls out Randy Orton just to say, "You're going to hell. You're going with me in hell in a cell." And I, I, I love that this entire promo happens, and Randy. I don't even think he got on the mic. He might have. I can't remember. But basically, the, it all amounts to Jeff yelling those things at him, and him saying. Okay. <laughs> it's it's the most and and also Jeff, I you can't, you know, see it right here, but his his uh mimicking of Randy Orton's pose is is funny. It's he's he's so earnest about everything that you have to love it, but most of what Jeff Hardy does is bad outside oh, of yeah. the wrestling. I mean, even the wrestling, you know, is 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 a little more lethargic cuz it needs to be now, but like He's, he's he's like a kid who's just trying so hard that you want to clap for him. It's like no, mm-hmm. he's trying. You guys you guys stand up and clap for him. But <laughs> in in some weird ways, it's almost like he is more broken than Matt. Like not like the concept of he's now just some sort of weird force of nature. But instead of smashing things, he climbs up things and jumps off them. He can't control it. He's like a. It's gonna sound horrible. He's like a World War. Or he's like a Vietnam vet who's still kind of going through that and like yelling things on the street. But instead of having flashbacks of being attacked, he's having flashbacks of matches. But they just happen to be while he's having matches. We need a uh, a ma- uh, or a uh, remote shot of him and his family walking down the street in whatever town they're in. And somebody's got a ladder set up because they're changing a light bulb outside or something. <laughs> and he just walks by and he just starts climbing the ladder. And his family has said, no, no, dad, get down. No, ladders are bad. And then another one. You know what the doctor said. Yeah. Another one where he's walking by and somebody's like painting the sidewalk, painting the curb. And he just picks up the paint and like starts painting his face like, no, <laughs> we're outside. We don't do that here. Yeah. That's that broke- a home thing. Use your outside face, Dad. <laughs> that broken Jeff Hardy is one I could definitely get behind. But yeah, I agree, because Matt Hardy went completely outside his normal persona to be broken. But uh, Jeff is just, yeah, he's he's done this too long, and he knows nothing else. Yeah. And so he's just painting his face to the umpteenth degree and uh, wearing creepy 
uh, contacts on his eyes and just he yeah he is he has definitely lost himself it appears so but I also imagine this may be like the final phase of his career so he's just going for everything because mm-hmm. you know I'm I have to stop this soon I really worry about him going into a cell though like uh, I don't worry about him going into the cell I worry about him getting on top of a cell you you know what I mean. <laughs> Well, yes, I just, I had to use my words properly because that's, that's the thing that I'm worried about. And they even, they even put on uh, YouTube, his top 10, like most death defying leaps or whatever. And I've forgotten half of them. And one, one is literally him jumping off one of the production trucks outside. I forget who he's fighting. Was it Umaga? No, some other random dude. Um, but he jumps off and, and supposedly lands on the concrete. Just just flattens himself and this other oh. person, and then they count the pin, of course, on the concrete. And he, you know, because he didn't actually jump on the ground, uh, it rolls off of him. Is like, all right, I'm fine. I'm the champion now. So I, I imagine that's all set up. You know, the next death defying leap at Hell in a Cell off the cell. Uh, I, yeah, like you said, I I hope not, just for his health's sake. But Jeff Hardy gonna Jeff Hardy, so <laughs> nothing we can do about that. Um, Carmella's backstage asking for a title ma- or uh, excited about her title match that night, and uh, r Truth still in pursuit, still trying to catch Carmella. She keeps giving him the slip. And, She's uh, slippery. She is. She's also small. She's hard to catch. Uh, it's like Odd Job. If you played as Odd Job in Goldeneye, she uh, is kind of cheating. I hadn't thought of that. Yeah, that's a good point. A quick aside, that really ticked me off that the developers came out and said, yes, if you're using Odd Job and Goldeneye, you're cheating. No, you put the ga- character in the game. That can't be cheating. <laughs> they it's, put the these chairs by the wrestling ring, but hitting with them is still cheating. Yeah, but that's it's cheap. It's just not cheating. I, yeah. I, I didn't like that. I didn't like any I, of my friends that played as Odd Job either. We we outlawed him in our house. I agree. It, it it was a gentleman's agreement, and if you went against it, you were a dick. But you were not yeah. a cheater. Anything in the game that doesn't require a, a a shark or some weird code is not cheating. I agree. Yeah. Um, going back to SmackDown, the my favorite part of that uh, bit was our truth. Uh, you know, uh, say she's giving me the slip. I'm gonna catch her one of these days, and then that title will be mine. And uh, Ty Dillinger is of course still hanging out with our truth for whatever reason. I guess he's his handler. And he says he says something, you know, just he, like Truth, I can't oh and they just stares like into nothing and just goes, This is my life. <laughs> and I was like, Yes. This is no more perfect illustration of Ty Dillinger coming up to the main roster than this. You are to follow our truth around. And be the straight man to his whatever the hell he's doing. It's so perfect. I that that would be an awesome run for him in a little bit where he's like, I was the perfect 10. Now my life is like a two. Look what I have to put up with. And it's yeah. just him following our truth around. There, there you go. New shirt. Perfect 10, more like a two, and then just a big poop emoji on the back. I'll buy it, nice. Ty. I promise you. I buy it and I will wear it. Um, Another throwaway women's match uh, next. Naomi takes on. She fought uh, Peyton Royce last week, so this week, of course, she has to fight Billy Kay. Uh, I I I like that they get a reaction, but I don't like the reaction itself for the Iconics. The crowd just you know craps all over anything they say because they they're annoying. I mean that's that yes they're annoying. That's their thing. They're supposed to be, but they're also really funny. I think and so. 
you know, I, I don't love the crowd reaction to them, but I, whatever. They're on the show. It's a crazy crowd, Jason. You can't control it. They'll cheer who they want to cheer. Yes, that's true. And a re- reaction is better than no reaction. I I do wonder now, so Naomi's lost twice uh, to the damn numbers game. So she needs somebody else with her, obviously. It's not going to be an Uso because we can't have a man fighting a woman. So do you think this is, would this be a good spot for Asuka? She is very colorful. I think they would make a very colorful team. Uh... She's not doing a damn thing otherwise. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm trying to think, like, pros of this. Uh, she'd be on the show. She'd be wrestling. She'd slide out and shake her butt. So, I mean, those are all things that would happen. I mean, um, I, could all, I, can, I could put together very quickly a tandem entrance for the two of them. Yeah, it's yeah, very colorful, it? very hip-shaking. She would look awesome in blacklight. That's true. Yeah, seriously. Like, give her an awesome mask that looks wicked in blacklight. Like, come on. That would be amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I am 200% down with this. And even put it on the kickoff for Hell in a no. Cell. No, 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 no. They're not going to put it on the show proper. Yeah, well, then then just keep this feud going for a while and put it on Evolution. That that would be, since they're obviously not going to have anything for her to do at Evolution, yeah, that'd be, that'd be good. Um, Although I'd love to see her actually, like, just come out and do a major heel turn, hip check everyone. It's like, I'm still here, stupids. At Evolution and just run roughshod over everyone. Uh, speaking of running roughshod, good lord, this next match. Uh, so Daniel Bryan is out with Bree talking about, you know, it's so good punching Miz in the face. I can't wait to do it again. And then uh, another uh, man-woman team come out, Almas and Vega. And that was unexpected and also awesome. And also maybe don't have Zelina Vega in the same ring as Brie Bella with a mic ever again. Cause that just shows Brie is like a brain damaged meerkat compared to <laughs> Zelina Vega. Wow. Um, I didn't think it was that bad, but yeah, it's the Vega brain damage is... or the meerkat. Which one got you more? <laughs> well, you first off, you didn't say brain damaged that. So that was a missed opportunity. Uh, and yeah, just all, it's just mean, um, so they should do a mixed tag team division for a little bit. I mean, I, I would, uh, agree with what, uh, Brandon Stroud has mentioned that it seems like SmackDown at least is getting ready for the next mixed ta- mixed, uh, match challenge. Cause they have, uh, Vega and Almas. They have Brian and Bree. They have Jimmy. And I think Jimmy's the one that's married to Naomi left. Uh, there you go. Left Uso. Um, uh, Rusev and Lana. Mm-hmm. They, is there another one? I think that's it for the women. But I mean, that's that's four teams right there. They're ready to go. That's five teams. No, that was four. There was the three in this match plus uh, the Usos and uh, the Days. The Days. The Day family. <laughs> yeah, you have Rusev right. Day and you have Lana Day. That's their you're, name, you're right? You're right. Yes, there, there's... there's so so I, that that's what it seems like to me is that they're they're just getting ready for when that happens again uh well we keep hearing like talk about a, a women's tag team belt i wouldn't mind a mixed tag team belt just it wouldn't have it would be a throwaway thing after a while but just you know it'd be a fun storyline for a bit and maybe to hype up for the mixed match challenge if they didn't ruin it then yes it could be fun but i i don't have much faith in that this i do have SmackDown. faith in this is smackdown they're, they're doing better at stuff yeah, well, that, but if you come up with something like that, then Raw has to have their version, and it's the Universal uh, 
the Universal Raw Mixed Tag Championship Belt title, sorry. Just the and red one. They just call it the red one. The red one. The red version. Um, SmackDown's doing all the good stuff. I This match was awesome. Like, I Daniel Bryan... Um, it wasn't just like it wasn't just a match to just put these two guys out there. They actually like interacted with one another, which by by which I mean like uh, Almas is doing tranquilo in tranquilo in the uh, ropes, and we've never seen anybody like challenge him on that. It's always like, oh, he's so chill, check it out. And sometimes even Vega gets you know, like underneath him, and they both pose. And instead, Daniel Bryan's like, I'm gonna drop kick this idiot. <laughs> it just kicks that. him out of the ropes, and. uh and also almost, is... almost like having having counters for a lot of Brian's moves. Like it's like they both know each other. They both know how each other wrestle and they've never wrestled before, but they they already have studied each other and they know what they would do uh, when it comes time. So I, I just like that aspect of it. Like I felt like an actual match instead of a eh, just kill time until Miz comes out. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, almost is making me remember is is reassuring me that they can do some call-ups okay they're like doing really well with him i'm really enjoying well that's that's after the period where he did absolutely nothing though like he did nothing but backstage promos for like two months yeah but two months is fine compared to what poor this is my life now dillinger i mean if you look at ty dillinger when they brought him up he was never going to go like to main event status he was always going to be where he is now so that's I, I agree it sucks, but I I never expected anything more for him. So uh, the fact that almost didn't go right into the title picture, considering he was NXT champion, uh, was sad, is what I thought. But I, I agree. Now, right now, he is in a good place. I don't want to see this get watered down. I want it to stay Miz and Brian. And now they've gotten the wives introduced, so there's that element. But I have no problem with their Hell in a Cell match getting added uh, almost in Vega. Yeah, well, see, they need to... Bread it out. I think they were. I think they rushed it a little bit because they were worried about Daniel Bryan saying, "You know what? Screw you guys. I'm going. I'm taking my neck and going home and going to wrestling somewhere else for a while." Uh, and I think they've probably signed on at least till WrestleMania. So now they want to like, oh, let's slow this down and draw this out until WrestleMania because that's when I think everyone wants that big blow off moment of ah. And so we're gonna have to. We're going to have to deal with some watering down for the next few months. And that's fine. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I would I would highly recommend watching this match. It's not it, – it's there's nothing bad about it. Like, there's never – when Miz finally comes out, uh, he and Maurice come out with uh, – throw. actually, he comes out first and then Maurice uh, attacks. But they, they have, like, throwback, like, baseball jerseys like the Miz used to wear that say awesome on them. Those are good. Um Miz puts uh, Brian in the in the yes lock. Vega hits the double knees on Bree, so they're both uh, they're both like basically watching each other get you know dominated by the other team. And then D- Maurice hits a DDT on Bree. It's just it was good. It, it was really really awesome work by all these people involved. And I I want to see them all do more together or separately. I don't care. Um. Charlotte and Carmella have their match. I guess I, well, first I have to mention AJ Styles because that that continued even though it didn't really go anywhere this week. Other than AJ Styles comes to the ring, says, "All right, this is it. I'm finally I'm giving Joe one more chance. Come out to the ring and admit you're wrong, and you know we'll put this behind us and fight like men." 
later on or whatever. And Joe just, you know, goes up on the big screen with the phone in the parking deck because that's where you cut your promos if your guys in the ring, if your opponent's in the ring and says, come on out, you coward. <laughs> you call his wife from the parking deck. <laughs> oh, hi, Wendy. <laughs> Why does she keep answering the phone? Like, she should know. <laughs> yeah. If Samoan Joe, if Samoan, comma, Joseph shows up on your phone, you don't answer, Wendy. Come on. Especially because if if I've no I've learned if I've learned nothing else from Ms. and Mrs. When you have a wrestler, that wrestler's phone ring in your phone has to be their entrance music. <laughs> so every time her phone rings, it has a boom, 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 boom. She's like, "No, I'm not picking that up." Wait, seriously? Does the Miz have everyone's entrance music as their phone when they call? No, no, him? no. But when uh, uh, I think it's on his phone. His phone when uh, Maurice calls him is I came to play. <laughs> <laughs> Unless they edited that in, I don't know. I I I absolutely need that to be the ring, the Mrs. Ringtone. So, uh. can I admit something here? Yes, there was do. a period where uh, my ringtone on my phone was our old intro to uh, Digital Strips. That would be a weird one to have. That because it's not very like with a ringtone for me. You need to be more bombastic so you hear it. If it's a it's a song that's just like oh that's a cool a cool song I like when I hear that song oh crap that's my phone <laughs> so I can't I can't do that I I used to do that too with like video game tunes and then I was like oh no I just like listening to that song so I would just listen to it and then be like oh whoops I forgot to answer my bad um so yeah she she needs to stop answering the phone don't let him come to the back to school back to school barbecue uh if you do please film it. <laughs> Please have that be a segment this week. I don't care if it's a filmed segment or not. Have that happen. Uh, I, don't know. I just want to see these two guys fight again because this this stuff is kind of getting silly now. I did like Joe putting him to sleep last week and then screaming into the camera, but this the the call from the parking deck was was a bit much. Especially since Styles goes running after him in the parking lot. Like, Where'd Joe go? Where's Joe? And they're just like, I don't know. He like placed a phone call ten minutes ago and now he's gone. <laughs> That was a pre-recorded segment from the last yeah. place we were, man. Don't you remember? He's not even here tonight. He went to some barbecue. <laughs> no! <laughs> I thought he was going to just punch that poor employee in the face, and that was going to be the kind of the way we're going, like, AJ, you're beating up civilians. You need to go to anger management classes. I mean, that's no, where it's, they... it's Joe. He's not doing... He's just checking out... Joe has been a good friend for you, despite this whole interview, or this whole feud process you've been going through he's been nothing but a gentleman now i will say this joe is the true heel if he offers to if he asks about the barbecue and does not offer to bring anything <laughs> like that will that will help him achieve true heel status in my mind he he must bring something aside i'll help take a macaroni sort. salad or that's fine know. i don't care bring a bag of chips you can buy a bag of chips on the way you just have to bring something otherwise Agreed. no more invites for joe uh, Carmella and Charlotte round out the show with their title match. And I'm just going to say, and this may be on purpose. This may be so, uh, Charlotte is, you know, hated, but in a more organic way, uh, Carmella wrestled the better match here. Carmella is, is putting it on the line to show people, you know, I know I lost my title and I'm not going to be as, as prominent on the show for a while. I'm going to show you why you're wrong about that. And doing like the, the tope crossbody on the outside and really laying in her stuff and hitting a, a decent finisher. Like she, she's wrestling and that is not something you would, it, she's kind of Miz like in that way right now where everybody kind of wrote her off and it's just like, Oh yeah, you think I have this awesome personality or whatever. And that's what got me here. 
I mean, again, she started as hairdresser in a uh, an Enzo Big Cass storyline in NXT. So nobody expected her to be, you know, where she is right now. So I I give her props for hanging with Charlotte and uh yeah, giving giving some awesome offense in this match. I thought it was a decent match. Uh that said, none of it matters because Becky Lynch shows up and she is the hottest thing going in WWE right now. Absolutely. Full stop. Absolutely. Ronda yeah. Rousey, nope. Braun Strowman, nope. Booing Roman, nope. Let's cheer for Becky Lynch. Good <laughs> lord. And the biggest I- pop the biggest pop of the entire week was after she said, you know, Charlotte, I'm, I'm, well, I'm, I'm going to tear your head off. And then she pauses and she's like, I should add something else. You bitch. And the crowd goes, oh. <laughs> well, because like this is, this is cathartic in so many ways. This is good in so many ways. First off, it's just Becky tearing it up. And it's, first off, it's just Becky. Like, Everyone is so ready for Becky to do something good. And this is this is awesome. Uh, it's a heel turn, which is always fun when someone you like does a heel turn and it kind of revigorates them. But it's not a full heel turn. It's not a uh, black and white. Like, they were trying to. This is what I think is really interesting. Like, after last week's promo, she's, she came across as very whiny, but very forced into it. And everyone's like, why are they forcing her down like this? Just let her be upset about it and like she makes legitimate points but she shouldn't be saying stuff that's demonstrably untrue like the fans have never cheered for me no we're literally cheering for you right now becky and they've ta- they've edited all that stuff out of the the video from the promo from last week's stuff and they're leaning into this more just she's just angry and she's gonna uh go full out but they're not turning uh so they're, they're kind of like changing her direction but they haven't changed charlotte's direction at all so it's actually two totally understandable characters. Like, of course, Charlotte shouldn't back down. She, Charlotte hasn't actually done anything wrong. But she did kind of screw over her friend with the, the things which she did that was not wrong. And she's not going to back down. She's not going to lay down. She's a competitor. She's a fighter. She's a fighting champion. It's, she's all that things we like. So we're actually getting this really interesting story where there's actual nuance actual gray area where people get to make a decision about who to root for and we're getting that in a women's match we're getting the depth of character and storytelling that we've wanted from wrestling in a long time and we're getting it from the women's as far as i'm concerned this is the best biggest jump forward this year in women's wrestling is the fact that we get these two likable understandable characters in a in a feud where they're just going to go to town on each other and with that, two women going to town on each other, we leave you this episode of Program <laughs> That's not Blitz. what I meant. <laughs> That's what he said. That's what you meant. They're going to we're going to wrestle to town on each other. They're going to wrestle. They're going to have an awesome wrestling match. That's all you had to say. You did not have to say going to town on each other. Uh, 205 Live, once again, you need to watch uh, the Buddy Murphy match from that, not surprisingly. Uh, he and Kalisto tore it up again. Found some awesome new ways to do that, including, including uh, Tony Nice and... Um, uh, who else was it? What, was it was it Lucha House Party? I guess it was. Um, in the match, sort of, they're kind of on the outside, but they they get involved. Uh, look up that match if you can watch the entire thing. It's another, uh, again, the crowd in Toronto showing their appreciation by the end of the night, like chanting two hundred five uh, over and over. That that they're killing it. Uh, I should say Buddy Murphy is like his his matches are just yeah. If you haven't caught on Buddy Murphy yet, you really need to. 
before he's champion and just destroys melts it all down uh also mentioning 205 live uh neville apparently finally got his release he's been moved to the alumni section of wwe uh, dot com and is moving on and uh there was you know talk of well will he show up at all in this weekend i'm like i think that's probably too soon but uh i, I did too soon i have seen wishes that he will show up on impact and wrestle with austin aries since that was his last feud before he uh was written off the show or whatever so that could be interesting so i i just hope he shows up somewhere soon because good lord was neville hot stuff before he whatever happened to him happened so Props to him for finally getting his release. Uh, next week, we're going to focus on the May Young Classic. Because that is happening this week. The first uh, airing of the tournament will happen Wednesday night. That is after NXT, so can watch that. I believe it's only going to be an hour, probably. Maybe an hour plus, but uh, for the first bit of the tournament. And I, I watched the Bracketology this past week. and watched all the, the women that are going to be involved. I know very few of them beforehand. Some of them were in the tournament last year. Caitlin, of course, is making her return to WWE. So that'll be an interesting story to watch play out. And that, that'll be our focus. We're also going to try and look up some all-in highlights, which will be especially interesting for me because I know almost nothing about any of the wrestlers involved. I mean, I know who they are, but I've never really watched their matches. So I've been watching a little bit of Cody Rhodes on Ring of Honor. I get to watch late on Friday night uh, or sorry, Sunday night. Um, so that, that, that gives me something to, to, to talk about possibly, but we'll, we'll, we'll look up some of those highlights maybe and, and see, uh, see if the Omega match was, was worth talking about. I'm, I'm certain it will be considering who's involved. Omega. Pentagon. Yeah. Well him, but also Pentagon junior. Um, so that'll be our focus for next week. So watch those things and uh, you can, you can listen along with us. And enjoy all the wrestling, as always. So that'll do it for this episode of Pro Grapplers. Thank you for listening, as always. If you liked it, please subscribe. You can do that at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you catch your podcasts at. Please subscribe. Leave a review, if it's possible. You can find us on Twitter, at PGrapplers. Individually, I am at the Jason Sigler, all one word. And individually, I am at Idahobo. And individually, we will talk at you next week on the greatest podcast in the history of our sport. I'm Amazing Jason Sigler. I will always be Steve the Shin Kicker Shinny. We are seeing how many of our WWE action figures will fit inside the Hell in a Cell here on Pro Grapplers. Pro Grapplers.